The question is one that can be a little intimidating uh, depending on where you're at in life. And that question is simply, where are you? Where are you tonight? You walk into this room, as you go throughout all the Christmas festivities, where are you? And not just physically, but where are you spiritually right now? Where are you emotionally right now? Are you thriving in all that you're doing? Is it a great season? Are you enjoying every moment of Christmas so far and every meaningful part of Advent? Or are you the opposite? Are you sad this Christmas? Do you feel like you've missed it this Christmas? Are you mourning loss or grieving uh, bad news or broken relationship? We're all over the spectrum on this question, but just take a moment to just ask yourself honestly that question of where are you? As you walk into this room tonight, where are you? Personally, um, if I'm going to be honest with you, for me, if I were to answer that honestly to you, it would be like, I'm okay. <laughs> it's just been a hard year. Sometimes life is just hard. And sometimes we thrive and sometimes it's just we're getting by. And not any, anything bad or anything, one thing or one person, it's just sometimes that's life and that's fine. But I hope tonight that we can see the hope that Advent brings no matter how you answer that question on where you are. So just think about that question. I'm going to pray for us, and then we'll get started. Lord, we're thankful for you. We're thankful that we can sing songs about our soul finding its worth. We can sing songs about all oppression ceasing because of you. And we thank you for that. I pray that you'd speak to us tonight. You would fight through all the clutter and all the things we have to do, all the stuff we have to do as soon as we get home tonight to either cook or get, th get things ready. Lord, that you would just cut through all the things. And that would be you and your voice alone that we hear tonight. So I pray that you just speak to us, Father. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, God actually starts off with that same question, where are you? In Genesis 3, uh, when the fall happens, Adam and Eve are hiding because of their sin and their shame. And God is walking through the garden saying, where are you? And they don't have a good answer for God, right? And just by the way, kids are awesome and they can scream all they want and it is welcome here. So don't feel anything weird. Jesus or God asks that question, where are you? Adam and Eve. And ever since then, he is kind of asking that same question in one way or another to people throughout history and throughout the Bible. And we see men and women of faith answering that question throughout the Bible. And most of them we see have big moments of triumph where they answer that question. And they say, here I am. And it's this bold, faith-filled moment, willing to do whatever God wants them to do as they stand in the gap and intercede for the people that they're a part of. They say, here I am, over and over again. We see that with Abraham in Genesis 22, as he's about to sacrifice his son, and God interjects himself, and Abraham says, here I am. We see that in Jacob, in Genesis 33, in the dream, Jacob responds to God's talking to him and says, here I am. 
Moses in Exodus 3 with the burning bush, the same thing, here I am. Isaiah 6 in the famous line, when he sees the vision of heaven, he says, here I am. People answering that question throughout history. Then we come to the Christmas story. And we come to this moment where people are longing for God to come and longing for his rescue of his people. And we see Mary, a young woman, being told by the angel that in her womb she will bear the Savior of the world. And her response is this. She says, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. Or in a shorter way, she's saying, Here I am, willing to do whatever you want for me. It's almost like this building crescendo in the song over and over again, people saying, here I am, here I am, here I am. But the crescendo hasn't come yet, even with Mary's bold proclamation. But the crescendo of the song is actually Jesus coming into the world and him saying, here I am. He enters himself into our story. And he says, here I am. He doesn't ask us, where are you anymore? He says, I am here. He says, here I am in your pain. Here I am in your brokenness. Here I am in your joy and your happiness. Here I am in the midst of whatever it is. However you answer that question in the beginning, he enters into that moment with you. Because he's the God who says, here I am. He declares it to us not by trumpets, or by marching band, or war drums, or festivals, or parties, but he simply declares his here I am statement by the cry of a newborn baby. And that seems so simple in that moment, I assume, in the manger. And the people that were there witnessing that first cry probably just thought it was a normal thing, but it was actually a cry that echoed throughout the cosmos, and throughout the heavens, and throughout every end of the earth. Because it was a moment in time of God saying, here I am, which mark the beginning of the end for sin and death and Satan. So God enters himself into our story and that little baby will grow up and live a perfect life and die on a cross for us and be resurrected again to life. And that if we believe in him, he comes to us It says, here I am. That's his invitation. It's not forcing anything, but it's a grace-filled moment of just saying, here I am. Will you believe? So believe in him tonight. And kids, in the room, this just isn't for grown-ups, right? This is for everyone. This is for you. In the moments when you're scared at night, laying in bed, God is saying, here I am. In a moment like that. When you're feeling anxious about school and all the things with friends and relationships, God is interjecting himself, saying, here I am, into all those moments. And you can believe in him and trust in him, because he is good. Life is hard, and I'm not saying that believing in him will make it all go away, because it, it won't. Because we, we live in a time that is not yet fully complete, because that time is when he'll come again, and he'll make all things new, which Jake talked about last week, is our ultimate hope. It's not in this world, but it's in the one to come. When he comes back and he renews the heavens and the earth. But we can rest assured right now that even in the midst of the hard of life, that he is at least with us every step of the way in it. 
Hebrews 4, 15 says this, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are yet without sin. Let us then draw near with confidence to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. He can sympathize with us because he has been in our shoes. He has been where you are. He has felt tempted as you are. He has felt suffering as you are, as you have. One thing that I think is overlooked sometimes about the life of Jesus is that he lost his own dad. You know, do you ever think how hard that was for him as a kid? Even the, the son of God mourning and weeping the loss of his father too. Like he's experienced all these things that we've experienced. So he's a He's a high priest who sits on the throne at the right hand of the Father that we can trust, we can sympathize with our weaknesses, and we can draw near to him in confidence because of that, because he came so many years ago saying, here I am. And that is the good news of Christmas, the good news of Advent. Let's trust in that and believe in that tonight. Let's pray as the band comes back up. Lord, thank you again for tonight. Thank you for good news of the gospel. Thank you that you are a God who is with us always. That you never leave us. You never forsake us. You're a God who is right next to us the entire time. Thank you. And we just give the rest of this night to you. We give the rest of tomorrow to you. And I pray, Lord, that you would just speak and continue, even if it's busy and there's family around, but like you would not let this go, even past Christmas and Christmas Day, into the new year, Lord, Lord, your voice would echo in whoever's head that needs to hear it as they reflect on this next year, as they reflect on where they are, Lord, I pray that you would just meet them where they are, exactly where they are in their lives. We love you.